good morning to you. I, I hope it's morning for you. At least it is for me. It may be different times of the day when you listen, but whatever time it is, I hope you're having a good day, and I'm excited that you've chosen to study with me today from God's Word. We're, we're doing something a little different now. We're, we're going through an Old Testament book, 1 Samuel, and we're looking at the early history of Israel. There are three main persons in, in the book of Samuel that really stand out. Samuel, who is God's special prophet, God's man, and all through 1 Samuel, he, he is overall the key, the key personality. And then, then there's Saul, the first king of Israel. And then in 2 Samuel, there's David, the second king of Israel. And right now we're at the point where the people of Israel are wanting a king. And God has been ruling them through judges that he's raised up from time to time as they have special needs. And it's, it's worked pretty good, but that's, they weren't satisfied. All the other nations around them have kings, so they want to have kings. And so they've been hounding Samuel, and Samuel's prayed to the Lord, and, and God said, well, they haven't rejected you, Samuel. They've rejected me, but we're going to let them have a king, and they're going to suffer a lot of consequences for it, but uh, that's okay. They, this, this is the choice that they're making, so we'll let them make the choice. So Samuel is God's special man, and he's the one that God tells who he wants to be king. We're picking up in chapter 9 of 1 Samuel, and we're going to see, uh, get our first glimpses of Saul, the first king. There was a Benjamite, a man of standing, whose name was Kish. And it gives some of uh, his lineage. Kish had a son named Saul, as handsome a young man as could be found anywhere in Israel. And he was a head taller than anyone else. It's interesting that a number of times when Saul is mentioned, particularly early in our seeing him in Scripture, it is always mentioned that he was a head taller than anyone else. I mean, this guy would have been the star center on uh, the Houston Rockets or some other pro basketball team probably. He was tall, and he was a head taller than everybody else. That's a lot. And so if you were in a crowd of people, Saul stood out. He couldn't help but see him. But he was not only tall and big, he was, he was very handsome guy, and so that made it even more, uh, he made him even more attractive. He was a guy that in the middle of a crowd, in the middle of what was going on, you would recognize him. But we're going to see a little bit later on that even though he was strong and tall and handsome, at this point in his life, he was very reserved, and he, he was very humble, and uh, was overwhelmed by the fact that when he was anointed king. So let's pick up our story. What's interesting is that God uses commonplace things in our lives. Saul is just going about doing commonplace things, everyday things. And in the middle of those everyday things, God, God works in and, and reaches down into his life and touches him and touches his future and, and, and prepares the whole nation for the future. So don't don't just get so complacent with ordinary things. You never know when you're just going about your regular things, your normal things, God may be stepping in and intervening in a way that you don't even recognize for a while. Saul certainly didn't recognize God was in it. It all started like this. The donkeys belonging to Saul's father, Kish, were lost. And Kish said to his son, Saul, take one of your servants with you 
and go and look for the donkey. So he passed through the hill country of Ephraim and through the area around Cilicia, but they did not find them. So they went on into the district of Shalem, but the donkeys were not there. Then he passed through the territory of Benjamin, but they did not find them. And when they reached the district of Zup, Saul said to his servant who was with him, let's come, let's go back for my father will stop thinking about the donkeys and start worrying about us. So they haven't been successful in their search. Uh, donkeys, of course, were very important back in that day. They were a beast of burden. They, they did all kinds of things around uh, the farms that the people had. And so when several of them were lost, it was strategic to get them back. And so Saul had gone out searching for them. This was kind of an everyday task, something that you would do as a part of his regular livelihood. And they hadn't found them. And they were, Saul said, we, we might as well go home because my dad's going to be worried about us more than the donkeys if we don't hurry up and get back. But the servant replied, look, there's a, there's a man in the town here, a man of God. He is highly respected, and everything he says comes true. Let's go there now. Perhaps he will tell us what way to take. In other words, he'll tell us where the donkeys are. Saul said, if we go, what shall we give to the man? The food in our sacks is gone. We have no gift to take to the man of God. What do we have? The servant answered him again, I have a quarter of a shekel of silver. I will give it to the man of God so that he will tell us which way to take. Now, formerly in Israel, if someone went to inquire of God, they would say, come, let's go to the seer. That's spelled S-E-E-R. Uh, because the prophet of today used to be called a seer. And the, the word seer is still sometimes used in some countries to describe someone who can predict the future or describe the future. But here it was, it was a term that was used in Israel in the early days to describe a prophet, a man of God, God's, God's man who could, who could speak to the people. Good said Saul, come, let's go. So they set out for the town where the man of God, God was. As they were going up the hill to the town, they met some young women coming out to draw water. And they asked them, is the seer here? He is, they answered. He's ahead of you. Hurry now. He's just come to our town today for the people have a sacrifice at the high place. As soon as you enter the town, you will find him before he goes up to the high place to eat. The people will not begin eating until he comes because he must bless the sacrifice. Afterward, those who are invited will eat. Come up now, and you should find him about this time. So they went up to the town, and as they were entering in, there was Samuel coming toward them on his way to, to the high place. Now, the day before Saul came, the Lord had revealed this to Samuel. About this time tomorrow, I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin. Anoint him ruler over my people Israel. He will deliver them from the hand of the Philistines. I have looked on my people for their cry has reached me. Now, as they're going to look for Samuel, they, they come to meet him. Now, they don't know this is Samuel at first, but it is Samuel they're going to discover. And Samuel has been told by God, God has revealed to him that he's going to meet a man who's going to be the first king of Israel. And that he told them the day before that they were, that they were going to meet the next day and that God would reveal to him who the man was when he came in close to Samuel. And when Samuel caught sight of Saul, the Lord said to him, this is the man I spoke to you about. He will govern my people. You see, as he was going about ordinary tasks, God brought him to the place where he was going to give him an extraordinary task. Jesus said, be faithful in a few things and you will be ruler over many things.
Let's be faithful today. As you go about our ordinary tasks, letting God be in charge, letting God use us, letting God guide us. Have a great day. 